Getting valiant and staying valiant, number 194. How y'all gents doing? We're doing good, good man. man. Good. Josh good. is back, man. Josh is back. back. Remember me? I, I've been on this show once or twice. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Special guest, Josh. <laughs> Super happy to have you on as a guest this week. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Long time listener, long time caller. <laughs> long time first time. <laughs> Dude, so uh how's how's everything going? How's everybody? Um I got no complaints on my end. You know, we have changes in life that kind of mess with our schedules a little bit. So doing the Thursday night, it's a little difficult, but we're making it work. So from here. Maybe we could look to adjust it another night if we have to. So yeah. um you know, family things keep happening on all the ends, adjusting it. So sorry, viewers and listeners that you, uh, we got to do it sometime. So I know. I mean, like if we were all like free spirits, like Eric, who like can do it like at any time of day or night, you know, <laughs> I don't know about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we could all get other jobs, right. And just yeah. do other jobs. So, or we just yeah. got to start making that sweet, sweet podcast money. Oh, is that, how's that happen? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, those there, those chat links that have like the super chat with dollar signs that 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 helps. Do we have yeah. to start doing ayahuasca and like getting all crazy about stuff? Is that how it works? Yeah. Well, and they need to get back to uh, like the the Google Hangouts that was free. Now you have the stream Streamyard that can cost money, like things like that. That just you know it's it's costing money to produce things now, and it's. It kind of stinks. Like, we want free. So. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. I we I know that we had this conversation. I think one time ever. Maybe we've had it more. I don't think we have. But I think one time you're like, yeah, it cost me like a little bit of money a month. Um, I can give you some money <laughs> for my share. Yeah. You know, Eric can just make his way out to Rose City, and then you can buy me a beer at Rose City or something of that nature, and we could call it even. You know, I think that's how we can pay all debts is if Eric gets to uh, Rose City. That's it. We just get Eric down to Rose City. He oh. can probably sell some little sweet bloodshot variants, you know, and pay the way, you know. They don't mean that much to him. Dude, I think Eric <laughs> would love Portland that he would end up moving there. That's what he's scared of. Yeah. Um, I've been out in the Pacific Northwest before. It was okay. I played a you death metal there? show. A, I played a we death metal show at a, a vegan record store, book slash bookstore. Did you say a vegan record record store? Yeah, it was like a vegan bookstore slash record store. It was it was interesting. And vegan, yeah, it must have been Portland. That's super vegan. Yeah, I was in Eugene. Oh, Eugene. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, if you're in the Pacific time. Northwest, next time, let's figure something out, dude. But uh, yeah. Um, and then I saw Emerald City Comic Con tickets are going on sale here in a couple weeks. So nice. another Northwest. Hopefully some shows open up in Minnesota or in the Midwest, but nobody wants to live there. So I don't know. Why would anybody ever want to live in that? <laughs> hey, I, I would live in your neck of the woods, Eric. Not during the winter. You know, I would, I would do that. Yeah. You know, my it's, criteria for living anywhere if it gets me out of Utah is somewhere that has the four major sports, the four real sports, which is baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. Um, what about soccer? 
Go Everything else soccer. is for kids that aren't athletic. So, um, yeah, not soccer. Soccer. <laughs> got to have the, the Sounders, man. You got you to enjoy real sports, man. Got to figure out a time where you come when you come out to one of those matches. You'll, you'll appreciate I'm it. I'm good. You know, I've seen, uh, I've seen Real Salt Lake run around a field before. Um, I'm good. You know, my kids can kick a soccer ball. It's, it's all the same to me. <laughs> my kids at home run at Walmart, probably not. So <laughs> we got we got a pro soccer team, but they are from Minnesota, so I'm sure they lose a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like the Vikings do. Like because it's Minnesota. I mean, the Twins. I have the Twins won the World Series like sometime in my lifetime. I think Kirby so, Puckett yeah, days, man. Kirby Puckett. Not everybody's days. a loser. Oh, Kirby Puckett was like a god too. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> we have that one. That, like we get good players every once in a while. We get that Kirby Puckett. We get that Randy Moss. But we don't ever have like good teams. Joe Maurer. I like Joe Maurer. That guy's solid. Yeah. I like when he had those PlayStation commercials and he was like really relevant for a minute. I'm like, yeah. Power. Yep. And then what was that one? Scott Erickson. I used to like that pitcher. Anyway, we're watching Get Baseball. This is Get Baseball. We're going to talk some, some sports. sports. Uh, the uh, All-Star game just happened, and, uh, you know, it, it was it was fantastic. And what about uh, uh, Guerrero, American League one? So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. kicked some butt. So yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays that are playing in Buffalo. So it happens. Well, anyway, right over my head. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Anyway, gents, um, any valiant news recently? I don't think so. Nothing really jumps to mind, man. I mean, um, I'll, but, but I will, I will be honest. I'm super biased because like the only news that I'm going to like jump up and down for is that they're like expanding the comic line and we're getting, um, you know, five, six, seven, ten books a month. Other than that, I'm not. I don't know. I'm sure that there there are news items that could come out that would make me excited, but that's the one I'm really waiting for. Although, oh, sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. The only thing I was going to say is it's not necessarily value related, but I saw one of our favorite artists, one of my favorite artists, Mr. Miko, post on Facebook that he had received an email about doing interiors for a big event, not for the big two. Now, obviously that could mean a lot of things. There are a lot of comic book companies out there that aren't the big two, but being slightly biased, I hope that means Valiant. Oh man, that would be great. That would be a total like return to form from what yeah, a lot of us are used to. You know, we've all liked his work at Valiant, whether it was in the interiors of books like Bloodshot Reborn or some of the covers he's done. Uh, he's fantastic. You know, I feel like he's a dude that definitely puts like butts in seats, so to say, you know, if this was that kind of like analogy we need. But man, if that's the case, sign me up. I'm so excited. I don't care what the, I don't care what the torque book. I would be so excited to see that dude draw that big idiot for 22 pages, if that's the case. Uh, <laughs> Josh just loves making fun of the guy that's like, you know, Got a lot of birth defects and crap. That's rude. Sorry. <laughs> we call those bullies where I come from. That ain't you know, cool. I'm not going to say anything in, 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 in more about it, you know, but that's just my stance. Yeah. No, no, but I, I agree with you, Eric. Like, that's kind of the big news that I'd be looking for outside of hearing, you know, some, like, you know, great creative, um, you know, moves that are being done. 
um, you know, bringing back more Abnet, bringing back more uh, Bun, expanded Shadow, Dead Side Verse, um, and then like you know, potential of some other you know good big names would be great. I mean, I love the small names that can make it, um, but I really you know I feel like it. There needs to be that spark, that flare, that energy for something happen to have a uh, you know some sort of big name come in. You know, a uh, Scott Snyder I, or something doing a Bloodshot story, something like that. Think, you know, speaking of things that are going to hype people up, I also think that we need an event. We need a big, and you know, we talked about this a bunch on the last episode. This is still kind of something I'm pulling for is if that big reveal at the end of the last shadow man issue leads toward something bigger, because we know, we definitely know that this huge reveal that, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't been keeping up on shadow man, um, that the dead side is this massive Loa riding the earth. Um, I just think that there's no possible way that that huge revelation is going to be wrapped up and dealt with and, and put behind us after only one more issue of Shadow Man. So clearly there's more story to come. And if that can be expanded on bringing in the other characters that are involved in, you know, the dead side, whether it be Dr. Mirage or Punk Mambo or, you know, Ninjak has had interactions with the dead side before. Like you've got all these potential characters who could get involved, like get those characters together, have a big event, get Miko to draw it, get somebody <laughs> like, um, you know, Jordi Belair or something to do the colors. Um, and it, you know, and then get your, your, um, you know, badass cover artist that Valiant seems to have, you know, a ready supply of. And I think you've got a really big hit there, you know, get Colin Bond to write it or, or you know, even Abnet or whoever, like, I think you've got, you know, a really big potential hit on your hands. And that's the kind of thing that I think can get people excited. And, you know, I think that's something that we need. Now, is that something that's going to happen in the next six months? Probably not. But hopefully, you know, I don't know. Hey, we're talking we know that, like, when it comes to the, the world of Valiant, that we're probably, like, some of the biggest influencers around, you know? Obviously. I mean, <laughs> you know, Livewire. Remember when everyone was like, get a Livewire series, and it didn't happen. And then we are like, you know what? Do a Livewire wire series. Happened. happened. Well, they did. Yeah. So, I mean, like, look, <laughs> I mean, like, there's something about the words that we say that kind of hit on the pulse of Valiant. You know, and they're like, yeah, you know, these guys are talking about it. These 30 something and 40 something men, they know a lot about the world. They know about what the fandom needs, you know. So, yeah. Where's our armorings? Yeah, armoring. You know. This is awesome. They say, you know, we just realized that that our society doesn't often enough listen to straight white cis men. When's someone gonna give us a voice? <laughs> and by us, oh. I mean like um, middle-aged men who are stuck at home with three kids. So like, <laughs> that's my view. That's, that's you, my you cross know, the bear. We need we need our voice heard, you know. And uh, let's produce that voice and make sure we follow through with money. Now um, there was a tiny bit of news about Harbinger. Um, I want to say they that someone like Screen Rant or someone had interviewed um, Jackson Lansing about it. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to ever read the interview. Um, but they showed some covers, and it looked like Pete was maybe in a costume. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I did get to see I feel about that. We did get know? to see that, that Harbinger. Um, uh, yeah, I remember Greg posting about it in the the big Valiant Comic Group on Facebook, um, and talking about how like at least the the writer is looking at it from the perspective of yes, we want this to be a new, fresh jumping on point for new readers, but also taking into account the um, continuity from Dysart's run. So hopefully, you know, we're building on that foundation and moving forward. And I don't mind Pete in a costume depending on how it's handled. So like my opinion on that has yet to be formed. Yeah. I, I, I had a little bit of blowback from some people who are just, who didn't have like a good opinion of it. And I just thought I haven't read an issue. I can't sit there and say anything about it yet, you know, and their problem was even the costume point, but it was more about how, the writer of the book was like going through his own life issues with, with things and, and, and applying those to the book. It's just like, I can't say anything yet. You know, like I haven't read anything. I can't sit there and be like, Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I mean, ultimately I think like it's, it's going to be a hard book to sell with some people because of everything that Josh Dysart did. But man, I mean, like you're not getting it again, you know, a hundred people could write Harbinger none of them are going to do what Josh did. Yeah. So it's like, you just, I think you either have to like choose whether you want to like those characters anymore. If anyone else works on them or just like stick with those three or four deluxe books you got and call it a day, man. Yeah. Yeah. looks like the introduction of a couple new characters as well. So who knows if we're going to see a bunch of the renegades back and forth coming in and out. Um, yeah, you know, it's one of those wait and see, right? Wait and see, much like we did with today's book too, right? It was uh, an interesting book to kind of come into, um, but I'm not sure that there's much more news than what's that? It what that what was said there? Yeah, I don't think there is. Yeah, want to get into the book today? Yeah, I mean, first thing before <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like agree with what you just said right there before we even get into spoilers and like the content of the book, like this has been a really tough one to wait for. And I mean, we've had the review copy for a little while and I'm the big proponent of reading the book right before we do these episodes so that I can kind of have a fresh perspective on it. And I'm not trying to remember what I thought about it when I read it a week or two ago. Um, so I haven't read it yet, but, um, I hadn't, I hadn't read it yet. I have read it now, but I hadn't read it yet. And I um, honestly, like, this was one of the tougher ones to wait on because I've been so curious about how this turned out. I have not made any secret of the fact that the art style that we've seen so far has not been my preferred um, approach to a Ninjak book. Um, so, yeah, that's had me really curious about, like, what this book would be. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, John. I'll go yeah, ahead. I, I'm going to agree with you on on, on that completely. Uh, when I first heard Jeff Barker, I was pumped up because I know what he did with 007. And, you know, within that, that like I said, it makes a lot of sense to have that um, creator over here with us on uh, Ninjak. And then yeah. Polito's art. I, I, it's weird that there's a lot of people really pumped up, but they're not typical Valiant fans that have been pumped up for Javier Polito independent you know creators or independent readers that are like okay i guess i will read a superhero book you know and trying to do that so um you know the art just like i agree it's just it seems 
I don't know. To me, it seemed like almost too childish to a degree at first, just too, too, uh, you know, flat, too flat. Yeah. Too cartoony. Um, and yeah. And so that's kind of, that was my first impressions of seeing the art. And I just, uh, especially that picture of Ninjak that they were using for the most part where he's standing straight up and he's got hips for days and they don't lie. And, uh, it was, it was that, uh, I, I couldn't stand that piece of art that was thrown out there at first just that first uh marketing art but yeah what about you no, with you i don't mind the art really um I, I was thinking about this you know i mean I, i've said this before like when they announced the art i think for like a split second i was kind of like oh not my preferred visual choice for a book like this you know i just think like ninja kind of deserves a little bit something more de detailed but there's artists that he's that Javier Polito is very similar to that I like a lot. Uh, Marcos Martin, um, Eduardo Rizzo, and those are guys I, whose art I really like a lot. They're not too different from from Javier Polito. I think the problem, though, for me, and this wouldn't fix it necessarily with everyone who reads this. This is just my own take upon looking at his art. Is that I just feel like the coloring on this book doesn't do the art any justice when you have a panel of, you know, Ninjak stabbing somebody, you know, and it's like, hey, the whole panel's gonna be purple, you know, or like, hey, he stabs this guy, his sword will be purple for like, no reason. We don't know why, it just is. Um, I mean, the coloring is, I mean, the art is not very detailed. The coloring is very simple to what is portrayed on the page too, though. And so like, well, whereas I get everybody's complaint, every, I mean, art is such a subjective thing that if you don't like something, you don't like it, you know? Um, I know that the people who co-host this podcast with me, they love artists like, you know, Miko Swayan and, and uh, Louis LaRosa, but they also love guys like, um, you know, the artist who did The Valiant, you know, whose name escapes me right now, Paulo Rivera. Paulo Rivera. Yeah, Paulo Rivera was great. You know, we've we've had conversations for many years about the many different artists who have worked on these books, and they all have a variety of styles. I don't think any of them have anything even close in the wheelhouse though to Javier Polito as far as like what their art looks like, you know? So to me, like I don't fault anyone if they look at this and they're just like, it doesn't look great because to me, like, I don't know if this is a great fit for Ninjak necessarily, you know, like if you gave me this on say faith, I think a lot of people would be like, Hey, I, I, that's, that's a cool look for that book, you know? Cause it is a little stylish. Javier's panel layouts are, are kind of incredible, you know, but there's just such a lack of detail there that I think like if you're looking at a book for like assassins and intrigue and things like that, there's a little bit more detail you want. Um, but to me, I just think like this, could, this book could have used a little bit better coloring on it as far as like his style. I would have been interested to see if they would have just like branched yeah. out with a different a few more colors. Cause I mean, the palette is very limited. On yeah. I mean, you have, you talk about how it, it resembled other artists. And one of the artists that I think that it resembled a little bit was Wes Craig, right? Deadly class. But oh, yeah. even that is more detailed than what we're having here. Right. And, and, and deadly classes is, is not very detailed. It, you know, it's, it is more of a, like a mono, you know, and it is very flat book, but even that is more detailed than what we're seeing here. And I agree with you. I, I think something like a different book might've, might've, played better for it um, than what we're seeing here. Cause then there's certain pictures where I'm like, wait, who am I looking at? Is this 
then Colin King or is this, you know, and so I think we can get into that. Um, let's, uh, let me hit this little gong here so we can get into some crap. You guys cool with that? Well, the one thing I did want to like piggyback on that Josh said is like the colors did not do this art any favors. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have entire pages that are just like this gigantic yellow background and then like super simple um, figures. Like, so there's no backgrounds drawn in any of the panels on an entire page. And then it's all just this flat yellow. And then everything is supposed to pop off of that. And I just don't think that it worked for me anyway. That's we'll get into some images. Say. I have some images to share, so sure. for sure. Definitely agree with both of you on this. But let's do this. Damn it, Bobby. Quit reading the book. All right. So, so the actual content of this book, you guys, like, I actually really like this story. So I just want to, like, I mean, all of the gripes that I have about, like, this isn't my favorite art style ever and – um, I don't know that this was the right artist for this book and maybe would have been better on a different book and so on and so forth. All of that aside, the writing here, I think that they did a really good job picking a writer because not only does this feel like Colin King and, you know, like this feels legitimately like a Ninjak story from a writing perspective, you also have like immediately, it's blatantly obvious that this takes place in the same timeline as the previous Ninjak stories. Like you can tell this is happening, you know, maybe not the next day after the last Ninjak story we read, but absolutely in the, in the wake of everything that's come before. And I really am appreciative of that. I think something that we talked a lot about when a writer will come onto a book and kind of try to take it in a new direction and put their own spin on it. A lot of times you don't get that nod to previous continuity until you're a few issues in. This one, it felt like immediately right out of the gate, you know that this writer cares about what came before and is building directly on that. Not saying like, I'm gonna go in a totally different direction and then put in a couple lines of dialogue that acknowledge that what's come before. Like this is directly built on what happened before. And I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And like I said, I feel like this writer really has the voice for Colin King. It feels like a Colin King book. Um, a Ninjak book, and like, I just think from that perspective, I do think that this was really well done. Yeah, that's something I want to uh, follow up on that you said. <laughs> I am so glad that Jeff Parker read Ninja Gay and was like, "Man, yes. you know what? There's a book that you can you can spin off of right there." Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think if this would have had the same issue that some of the Valiant books of late had, where we don't we didn't pay any attention to what happened before. Exo Man was like a great example of that, where it's just like us as longtime readers, and, and we're all so dedicated, and this is a very passionate fan base. We've all read all the Exo books. And then Exo Man Wars just like, hey, you know what? We threw all that shit away. We're just gonna start in Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just like, well, what about knots? Like what happened? Like we know that things happened and the, the continuity is just totally ignored, especially where that book had left off prior to Dennis Hopeless's run. So seeing this book, I read it today for the first time too. And seeing that they were like, you know what? We love where that previous volume dropped off. We're, we can totally build from there. We've got more stuff in store for MI6. We've got more stuff in store for Ninja K. We've got more characters that we can introduce into that world and make it work. It's a home run to me, man, like on the story. they, it, I, I'm so happy with the writing aspect of this just because 
I'm a, I've made no uh, secrets about it. I love NGK. NGK is one of the best things that Valiant's put out. That's, that's yeah. my opinion. And yeah. Ninjak is one of my favorite characters. So the fact that they, I mean, like, hey, look, it might not look the best in, in maybe some of our opinions, but the story is still there. And I can I can get past the art on a book if the story is still good. And I think the story here is great. And I would hope that fans don't just go, I'm not buying this. I don't like how it looks. Like, I just feel like they would be the ones missing out because the story is there. A lot of people like Ninja K. They're going to like this book too. And to go with what both of you are saying, the continuity was there, right? But one of the nice things is this does a good job of catching a reader up if they haven't read it either, too. Right? So it does recap it. It recaps it so well of how it's done. So I – and it's it, like you said, it's not just exposition. It, it tells it within the story. It's 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 moving the story along with letting you know where they're at, where they came from, and in a, in a good way too. Um, you know, I think there's some. I love the story. I think it's a good piece. There, but there's a lot to this story, and I hope they unveil some of the uh, the things that have happened in issue number one because a lot kind of blows up in in the ninja in the ninja program in MI six. And all MI6 operatives are exposed. And yeah. it is, you know, you, you know, Nin, Colin King, Ninjack, he's doing his own. He's doing his own pieces. But Neville's got somebody watching him. And all MI6 gets exposed. Ninjack takes the, the gal who's been watching him and basically saves her and keeps her alive. And um, the ninja program is the MI6. I keep saying ninja program. It's the whole in, in ninja or the whole MI6 program is uh, – exposed and people are dying um agents are dying and it's all up you know kind of gets it to the point where it's all up to colin king to pretty much uh save the day and will it align with mi6 program will it align uh and it looks like we got some cool bads with daylight coming right and that's what this book is called daylight so yeah this book does a great job continuity and moving forward um giving you guys a rundown kind of of the story and um introduces a new character it, and, and like you said, Josh, I could overlook the art a little bit. Um, I was not, and I'm still not a fan of the art. It could have been so much better with better art, but it was still really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I completely agree with what you're saying there. Like, you know, I'm talking about the continuity, but like you said, like not only taking that continuity, but also moving forward in a direction that feels natural and true to the kind of story you would expect from Ninjak while not being completely predictable. You know what I mean? Like if you ask me like, what is the next, what do you want the next Ninjak story to be like? I wouldn't have come up with this, but it fits perfectly in the type of story you want to read about a character like Ninjak. You want, you want, espionage you want intrigue you want action you want um fight scenes you know you want all of the stuff like explosions and and you know like train derailing and all this stuff like that is the kind of stuff that i think needs to be in a ninjack story so like you hit all of those amazing like perfect elements to feel like a good ninjack book while also doing walking that fine line of respecting the past and giving new readers a place to jump on where the, and, and catching them up. Like you said, I think you made a great point there, Hoosier. Like this book does such a good job of catching a new reader up to what is going on, like what situation Colin King finds him in, himself in right now. I love the way that like we got a lot of this story from the perspective of that, what was her name, Mina or something like Mina. that? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like the lady that's been following Ninjak around, we got a lot of it from her perspective. And then the first time that we kind of hear what Ninjak is thinking about, he's like, oh, yeah, where's the lady that's been following me? And I thought that was so perfect that he was just nonchalant immediately like, oh, this lady that's been covertly tailing me that I've obviously known about this entire time. Like, I thought that was handled so well. I chuckled a little bit when I read that because I just thought it was perfect Ninjak. Like, just the writing on this is so solid. And... um. To not be completely negative about the art, I do think you made a good point, Josh, that like there are some panel layouts here and some like some some transitions in the art that are really, really well done. Like uh, something that I would compare it to is um, um, one of my absolute least favorite comic artists execution wise is the artist from uh, Long Halloween. Was that Tim Sale? Tim Sale. Yeah. I cannot stand the way he executes his panel. <laughs> However, like I like that stuff less than I like this. You know, I have way more negative stuff to say about that than I do about this. However, Tim Sale is an absolute master when it comes to laying out a page and telling the story across the page. And I think that's what Javier Paludo is um, um, doing successfully here as well, is saying like, you know, Feel how you will about the actual style of the art, and I've made no, no secrets about my um, negative feelings about some aspects of it, but like I think it's pretty undeniable that the panels are laid out and the pages are laid out really well. Like This is clearly someone who knows what he's doing, and, and I feel like a lot of the panel transitions and page transitions are done really, really well. And so I do think that there are definitely positive aspects to the way this art is, is executed, um, you know, and and and, um, and laid out, even if the the actual like execution, the style of the of the panels isn't my my favorite way of going about a com you know comic book interior. So yeah, I definitely think there are still positives on the art side, and I think the story is just absolutely nailing it. Like I I think that this is story wise exactly what I would want coming out of Ninja K and moving Ninjak forward as a character. We got new characters in Nina. We got a new, you know, um, and uh, the guy that Neville was talking to. We got a new, you know, big threat in Daylight. We've got, um, you know, other threats that show up at the end, like all these people who are coming after the exposed MI6 um, undercover agents. Like, there's just so much going on. And to know that Jeff Parker was able to catch up new readers, pay homage to what longtime readers care about and the continuity that we've already been had established for us, introduce new characters, new threats, and, you know, create this huge, like, problem for Ninjak to navigate. Like, doing all of that in one single issue cannot be an easy feat. And I've definitely read a lot of issue ones that haven't come close to accomplishing what this issue does. So, like, I think overall, like, yeah, I've got my gripes, but I think overall this is a really, really well done comic book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, story-wise, it's it's exactly what it needs to be. I just feel like if they would have dropped the ball and be like, you know, we're going to, we, we know that uh, Colin's not with MI6, but we're going to put him with a different organization, you know, just, like, forget everything. I just think, like, they had, I mean, like, I think maybe, like, I don't know whose, like, decision it was to go this route, and maybe it was Lisa Hawkins, or maybe it's just Jeff Parker liked what happened before, but I just think that they they respected the fans enough to be like, you know what, at, at the very least, you know, like, someone wants to go the route of what happened prior, they want to address those things, and they want to build it from there, 
that's all I can ask for as a fan. You know, like I like the continuity. I know it's not easy when you've written, say, a hundred different adventures of a character. You know, I'm sure the person who has to edit Spider-Man and get the writer on board on that to, you know, tell a story that's original, it can be difficult. And luckily, we don't have that many stories with, with Ninjak to be in that situation. But I also like the fact that he hasn't had that many adventures that they should be having problems like that. So I'm glad that we can still be like, hey, he was put in a rough spot before. That's where we're going to take it from. We know he's not with MI6. Him and Nebula are on the outs. Take it from there. So I love the writing on this. And, I mean, I don't hate the art on it, you know. like So, I mean, like I know like some people are going to look at this and just be like, it's ugly. It's, it's childish. It's cartoony. I, that that cover that's up right now, the the ninja cover that um, has Javier Polito's art, it's like the one in one hundred. I think it's a, a nice cover, you know, personally for his style. But you know, I mean, I just think a little bit about the colors still. Like we're, I mean, I've, I've been scrolling through the pages even on my end, and I just think like, why couldn't they have just done a little bit more with the colors? I mean, it's stylish. It's definitely a stylish book. It's, it's the kind of thing that probably. Reminds, I mean, like to me, like it reminds me of like Love and Rockets a little bit too, you know, which mm. I haven't read in a long time. But like it, it, it kind of reminds me of like the Hernandez brothers a little bit, you know. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I, I guess the thing I keep thinking too is like, I don't want this to just be the discussion every time we talk about this issue where we're just like, well, the art's not for me. Cause I feel like that's like a fucking record thing that happens a lot of times when we're like, when we don't like something, we're just like, well, the writing is not for me. This character is not for me. You know, but, um, this book's awesome. Like, I'll say this harken right back to 92 Valiant to you, where it was like story first and then the art is kind of coming up next. Like, you gotta kill it with the story, you gotta kill it with the writing. I don't know because um, you know, then you have 90, 90s Valiant, like, Shooter had a house style kind of implemented. Everybody kind of had, I mean, like, Layton is like a badass artist, him and Barry Windsor Smith. Um, have some similarities. I mean, Barry Windsor Smith's like a, little, a better artist overall, oh, I yeah. think. But I love Layton. But then, like, when you look at like a lot of the people who are doing work with them, so, like um, Don Perlin and um, oh, who's the guy? He's from here. Um, gosh, damn it! I'm, I, can't, I wish I could remember his last name. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that have to have like a similar style to what they had. They had like the same colors for everything. Once they got like past Unity, it was a whole different story. And especially like when they got to like the Birthquake era, mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, we got Dan Jurgens on this book. We got Bart Sears on this one. Um, there's no house style, <laughs> you know. There's just like Bart, and then people that wanted to be like Bart at a, at one point yeah. though. Um, but definitely not a house style anymore. Like I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could say like after like Christ. Or I, I don't know if you could say after Unity that it was necessarily like story first and then art. Yeah. But. But yeah, and, and I think, but that's what I think is here though is story first, right? As far as the way I'm looking at it, is good plot, good story. Um, you know, and and it's taking you to a place that's interesting. It's holding you. It's getting your attention. It's making you want to see what's on each next panel, what you, each page, um, and now it's next to the next issue. Um, looking at where this story goes, I'd love to meet Jeff Barker when we're at Rose City Comic Con, and we're going to run across him there yeah, and talk to him about what his plans are with this story. What's the long haul of it? Maybe that's episode 200, and we could figure some more stuff out here, and maybe Eric will join. And it would be some really cool things with Ninjak and 
Rose City to have that happen at episode 200 with Josh, Eric, Jeff Parker, us all there, one spot live, um, and special giveaway. <laughs> I and think, uh, I, think have, yeah. I think we have to do a couple extra episodes in between, though, to, to make that happen. Oh, we can make it happen. <laughs> it's only hey, like five more episodes. I, I love the fact that we're seeing a lot of the, the covers, a lot of the variant covers, store exclusive covers are, that keep popping up. And um, one of the covers that I just love, it's not the most detailed, but it's the lemonjuicecomics.com cover. Uh, it's, it just shows like a yellow background and then it's just like driving a sword through someone's head. Yeah. I really dig it. I keep looking at it and I'm just like, I might have to buy it. <laughs> Now, there are some really, really good covers for this book. Um, uh, oh, one thing that I did want to point out is like something that I think has been a strength of Valiance, even when it doesn't always work out exactly the way we might want it to. Like, I think Valiant has always been served well by taking creative risks. And I think that they had this like, completely locked down perfect way to take the ninjack story forward with what um jeff parker is doing and then they took this risk and said what if we go in a new direction on the art now again like whether or not that worked out is left to your personal taste of of how you feel about the art but i do appreciate that they were willing to try something new and not just say like well we've had you know diego bernard and um, Nico and uh, Louis La Rosa and you know so on and so forth do these books in the past so we have to get somebody that's exactly like that on this next book like I appreciate that they were willing to try something different um, so you know again I, I think that there are a lot of reasons why you know there's there's a positive outlook it's from the visual perspective but end of the day like the story is a hundred percent there I think if we're going with letter grades for this um, this to me like all of its faults um, laid bare, you know, from my perspective, what I think are the faults in this book, totally all of that taken into consideration. I have to also take into consideration how perfectly well done the story is. And this comes in at like right in the, on that line between a B plus and an A minus, just pushing over into an A minus for me. Like, I really do think that this is in that, because of how good the story is, how well that line between, you know, new reader friendly and fan service was walked, like all of those things done so well in the story, like I think that pushes it right over that edge into that A minus territory for me. Um, and I really want to see what comes next. Um, and, you know, if the next arc has a different artist that's, um, you know, more my personal preference of, of art style, I'll be that much happier with the book. But even even if we keep this exact creative team moving forward, I'm going to continue reading this book. I'm going to continue buying these issues and I'm going to continue recommending it for other people who have liked Ninjak in the past. Because if you like the way that Matt Kent and Christos Gage wrote this character, you're going to like the way that Jeff Parker is writing this character because it is the same character. It is that same feel. And it's exactly the kind of story that you would want from this character. So definitely a, a book I would recommend reading. I think it's worth it. Yep. Yeah. And a couple covers you'd want to get too. Yeah. Those covers look great. Man, was that a gold cover I saw there in the 
the images. There was a gold cover there, yeah. Yeah, yeah gold covers in there. I'm running behind on those Valiant. Send me some. <laughs> wait, what, what did you give in the grade there, Eric? What? What, what about like on the art grading scale? Like, what do you? What would you grade it? What? What would you give it the score? What grade? What grade did you give it? I heard an A minus. Yeah, but like D minus. I flunked out of school, man. Like, give me a real grade. He's doing Who's right? been making me do letter grades recently? Letter so grades. Not... Let's score a letter. What is it? A is it a pass? Is it a B? Is it Josh, Josh and math ball. class getting the D? What? <laughs> <laughs> I missed something. Got said too fast for my hearing. Oh, I did, <laughs> came out wrong. What? I said, "Did you get the D?" No. No. <laughs> the night's not over yet, though. So I mean, uh, where would you grade it, Josh? So I mean, I wrote the review of this for. Um, I, I wrote a review of this for Graphic Policy. So um, mine would have came in. I hate leaving. I don't like point two five, and I hate point seven five also. Um, and so I always want to round up. I would say that like the writing on this is a nine. The art on this for me is a six to 7.5. Cut that in half. It's a 3.75. I like rounding up. It's a four out of five for me. Fair. I'm, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I mean, the, the writing is just so strong on this. And I'm not bothered by the art. I, You know, you guys mentioned like Diego Bernard. It's like, what the hell is that guy doing, man? Why couldn't we have gotten him on this? Right. And maybe it's just that he's not as exciting and maybe he, like if you put him on this book it's just like oh diego bernard it doesn't it doesn't give people a reason to talk about the book as much you know like whereas some people will look at this and be like oh i hate the art and some people are like oh i've never read a valiant book before i'm totally picking up this one for the first time because of this darling art but whatever the choices may be um the story's awesome so if you if you're listening to us or if you're watching us afterward and you're like, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm just like, like everybody here has said, man. Like, if you like what you've read before, continue on. Pick up an issue. I think you're gonna like where this is going too. The story is there. They're they're continuing on with things. I mean, I think it's like writing wise. Like, I don't think they could have done anything better. Yeah, I and I'm gonna be yeah right. You know, agreeing with you there. I'm given you know the story itself. It's getting a solid A. Right. I, I think it's a great A, um, you know, and I'm going to say that the art is passable. It's a D, right? It's, a, it's the art's passable. It's going to get it's going to it's still going to get you to where you need to go. And it's not going to totally derail you from the story. So um, that's where I think when I'm looking at a total score, I'm going to be like, you know, right around B, you know, going to be like a an 83, 85% score if you're looking at it. But that's uh, a lot of it is based on what Jeff Parker did and the plot and the movement of the story and the respecting of continuity and the accessibility for those new readers too, thinking about it in that realm too. Um, I think it hits on a lot of, a lot of, lot of uh, cylinders right there when you're looking at this. So art, like I say, but, Ultimately, this right here jumps it up a little bit, though, too. I'm happy that they had these covers. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm stoked anytime Miko's involved with something Valiant. He's such an amazing artist, and I just love him uh, doing Valiant stuff. So definitely was stoked about that. The other thing, and I'm trying to pull it up so that I remember exactly who the artist was. The other thing that jumped out at me in this issue was the ad for Exo Manoir number five. And I want to say it was Tyler Kirkham, uh, Tyler Kirkham cover. Here, I'm pulling it up right now on my phone. Yes, it is a Tyler Kirkham cover. And I know some people didn't like the change that um, Emilio Liso made to the um, Exo suit in the previous arc of Dennis Hopeless run, Hopeless's run. But dude, I think it looks so badass on that Kirkham cover. Like, I think that's so fucking cool. So that was another thing that really stood out to me while I was reading this issue was that ad got me super pumped for EXO to come back. So, Which one do you have it there with you? Uh, I have it on my phone. I just think that looks super, super cool. Same thoughts on it where I'm like, I don't love the costume. I don't love the, the uniform anymore. You know, like Sean Hart just doesn't look that cool. I'm a but big fan it's, of it. It's, it is illustrated so nice by Tyler Kirkham and, and Valiant. That's a guy that you should do more work with, man. Yep. Um, I'm definitely down for more Tyler Kirkham work with Valiant. But to me, like that costume looks super, super awesome. So I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan of that design. Well, and then that's what it, what you need sometimes is when you when you see something, sometimes you need like a different perspective on it or even like a different artist just to kind of put it out there for you, you know, because like, like I'm not a fan of the changes, especially the color changes on there. I but, can't unsee the uh, the jock strap, you know, the cuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like can Sean Hart just morph that into like some like metal drawers or something, like just some unders? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, not there's some job, good looking coverage for number five. Maybe like some hot like bike shorts, you know, like do that on the suit. Oh man, no, I I I think that looks amazing. I'm I'm really stoked for EXO to come back. Um, you know, I'm I'm really curious to see what the next arc is going to be like for that. So, yeah. like I said, that was just the other thing that jumped out at me when I was reading this issue. Yeah, you know, one thing I want to make a comment about real quick. This is a little bit off top. Well, not it might not be off topic. I don't know. I think the covers have improved lately oh sure you know Since like savage was, finished yeah yes once they got savage they got that shit done with they're like you know we got better work we really do and i mean like a lot of these ninja covers are just awesome shadow man yeah i really like the shadow man covers a lot man shadow man just has such a cool look i think like whatever little changes they've done to the appearance fucking character looks perfect man and then like they had a little thing uh, it was like a month ago when they started Revealing some of these covers for issue five by XML, they look awesome. So, like, you know, I know people are down on that stuff, and I'm one of those people who's down on like how the covers look, you know, because sometimes that's the, the first thing you get when you see that book on the shelf is like is a good cover or a bad cover, you know, and your mind is kind of made up a little bit there too, where you're like, Oh, that cover looks like shit. I'm not buying that book, you know. The covers right. look really good again. They're not. There might. They might not be no Louis Roses out there, but there's there's some really good stuff out there if you if you look for it. That I've I've been beating this to death, but that Dexter Soy cover for EXO that's coming up, I think it's like issue seven. That looks amazing. We haven't even seen it colored yet, and it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's the covers are really starting to come back, like the the really good covers. Yeah, I'm with you on that 100. percent 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, also was a really big fan of Emilio on um, the previous arc of, of EXO. Um, you know, I don't know that this is my favorite EXO story as far as the writing goes, but I do think that they got a really good artist to draw it, and um, he really works for EXO for me. So, Too bad uh, they couldn't put Emilio with Jeff Parker and then just cancel the other one. <laughs> ah, I'm glad we're getting the books that we're getting. Um, you know, oh, oh. Ooh, that Mike Cho cover that's right there too. Oh, that looks so good. I'm telling you, man, that that's that, that Mike Cho cover doesn't even have the updated armor either, man. Yeah, so it doesn't. Oh, he's such a great artist. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit, man. He just had a whole line of covers from Marvel. He's just got such a cool style, kind of Darwin and Cookish, you know. But uh, sure. oh, he just got such a cool style. He's such a fucking nice guy too, man. I've talked to him at conventions before, and man, I'm so glad to see him on a Valiant cover. Well, yeah, I think we got a good book from Ninjak number one. I'm excited to see where the story goes moving forward. Um, I hope that it continues being, you know, written to this uh, quality level, and um, you know, we'll just see where it goes on the next one. Yeah, another good launch. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I like, man. I mean, I like good lunches. <laughs> you always want that number one to really. Well, like I said, I mean, we've gotten so many number ones that didn't accomplish half of what Ninjak number one did from a story perspective. So, I mean, I don't think I could be happier from that, you know, from that vantage point. So I'm definitely really, really stoked to see how much can be accomplished in issue two from a story, uh, um, you know, as far as the story goes and, you know, just see where the, the story takes us from there because I, I feel like there's a lot left to, a lot of story left to be told. And hopefully uh, Jeff Parker has a long-term plan that, we can get on board with and it'll be more than just four issues. Yeah. You know, one thing, like I, I always like this idea of having people in charge of like certain aspects of a, of a creative universe, you know? Yeah. And I feel like for Valiant, if you could keep Colin Bunn doing the, the dead side stuff and you find someone who can handle like the cosmic and you handle, you get a guy like maybe a guy like Jeff Parker who can handle like the street level heroes of the Valiant universe. Um, I'd be pretty happy with that, you know, because I feel like this first issue just knocks it out of the park as far as the writing goes. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. I'd love to see this writer on a Bloodshot book. I think he'd do really well. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think probably even write like something like a Livewire well, good as well. Oh, sure. Um, sure. Potentially even a Harbinger story. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I totally, I, I agree with that. I think that would be kind of, I mean, that's what you had essentially for a little while with Matt Kitt and um, Jeff Lemire to a degree. I mean, well, and you also had um, Venditti who had EXO lockdown, lockdown. Um, but I, I think that's what you had a little bit there at that time. So I, I do think that having the uniform voice, the One Direction is going to be good, not the band. Uh, but I think it would be something, be it would be nice to have that just, creative direction is is in line you know what i mean between lisa and forget the other editor's name now but that they're all lined up in the same direction right um it did seem like heather and lisa were doing doing two different directions and so i hope it it lines up to give similar stories to get to a 
the ability to do events, right? To, to make sense to do an event. Right now, it would make no sense at all to do an event because, you know, where are all the characters? Where's everything in play? Yeah. Um, you know, I think you got to build it up to make it happen. And I, and I do hope that next year, um, you know, that something is ready for it. I think, yeah. I think we're seeing strides being made in the books that are coming out right now toward bringing the universe together. We're seeing books where characters are referencing other characters. We're seeing things like Shadow Man where, you know, Shadow Man shows up in a place that Punk Mambo was in her solo title, interacting with characters that she interacted with in her book. You know, and we're seeing like this crossover start to happen. So I'm just really hopeful that we get more of that as we move forward. If we can get, you know, something that I think a lot about is, you know, how the old um, kind of leadership at Valiant used to uh, bring all the writers together to like a writer's retreat. And they would all sit around and say like, you know, these are the characters I'm working on. And those are the characters you're working on. Here's the direction I want to go. How does that fit in with the direction that you want to take your characters? And how can we move the universe? Um, as a unified whole in one coherent direction. And I feel like um, that's something that, you know, I would love to see from the current, you know, editorial team and the current creative staff, as far as writers go, is, you know, take that approach of saying like, let's get these people together and say like, let's make this shared universe a truly shared universe where everybody is working toward the same goals. And you can line up things like, you know, um, how the Valiant brought an enormous number of Valiant characters together in a really natural, like, coherent way that, that didn't feel forced. And then it led into not only the best Bloodshot book that we've ever gotten, in my opinion, from Jeff Lemire's Bloodshot Reborn, it also led into Venditti's uh, Book of Death, which, again, brought an enormous amount of the Valiant universe together in a really natural, like, um, flowing way that really felt didn't feel forced at all again and then again that led into an amazing book out of wrath of the eternal warrior so you know i think that if we're if we're able to see like i keep the the dead horse i keep beating you know over the last episode in this one if we see this big reveal that came in shadow man 3 lead toward a bunch of the kind of like mystical type characters in the valley universe coming together you know i think it would be amazing to see this culminate in a big event and then have that event shoot off into a solo book for, you know, Tama or Dr. Mirage or whoever, Punk Mambo, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, I just think that that would be a really good opportunity to kind of capitalize on the the, um, the opportunity presented. You know, like, I, I just think that there's such a, a big, a, a lot of possibilities there. And I don't want to see it. Uh, I, I don't want to see that um, ball dropped. Don't drop the ball, kids. Don't drop it. Just kick don't, it. Don't ever drop balls. Kick it. Nope. Just kick it if you're not into like, doing anything athletic. Just kick it. That was another moment in the Ninjak book that I thought was cool. And he's like, kick him in the face. Kick him in the nose. Kick him in the nose. I thought that was a really good moment. Because he's like, look, uh, number one, like it killed him. And that was goal number one. But number two... Shit's about to hit the fan, and you're going to have to take care of yourself. So you better get used to it. Like I thought that was a really cool moment. So another another positive thing that happened in this new Jack issue that I liked. Yeah. So good book, good times. 
really happy that we were all three able to hang out and chat about this book together again. Yes. 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 This person and that person. Can't play, Can't play very well. <laughs> oh, that choker's badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, all those viewers got a new, uh, oh, wrong one. Got a new little tattoo here. So, oh, man. Yeah. That choker is sick. Love it. Goes good with this guy on the inside. Yeah, that Batman stick too. You know, get, get comic tattoos. If you're gonna get tattoos, get comic book tattoos. Yep. Yeah. So, dang it. All right, gents. Well, everybody, you know, subscribe, follow us. Let's do another episode when another book comes out um, sometime. And uh, stay tuned. Everyone oh yeah, like Scott said, all four of us. We got Scott hanging out with us too, which is nice to have him there as well. So, we got the whole gang. There it is. Yeah, we're like Archer and Armstrong and Quam and Woody in the mix, man. Booyah. But who's who? I'm Archer. You're what? You're Archer? You're Archer? No, I'm Armstrong. You're Armstrong. You're Archer. <laughs> Do a backflip. <laughs> no, I'm definitely Armstrong. Uh, yeah, we'll have Josh be Archer, I guess. Since he's, you know, got a son named Archer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the guy pissing in the hot tub or the pool or the tub or whatever. So I'll be Woody. What the fuck? <laughs> all right. All right. We're getting off on a tangent here. All right, gents. Again, everybody, thank you. We'll pre we appreciate you. We'll see you soon. Stay valiant. Later. <laughs>